0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law presented by T-Mobile, the
1: official wireless partner of Odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings. There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to the lake show. It's time to uh, go to the John Schuster Cole banker Hotline. Let's talk some hockey, some more hockey. We've been talking hockey the entire show to this point. Let's talk about the Minnesota Wild with Jesse Pierce, host of the Bardown Beauties podcast, as well as uh, NHL.com. She joins us here on The Lake Show. What's going on, Jesse? Hey,
2: buddy. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You ready for the snow? Uh,
2: More? I mean, haven't we had enough? I feel like (laughs) this is a constant, perpetual hit of snow after snow so sure why not
1: i feel like with you you're probably like there's never enough snow i see the videos of you putting the bikini <laughs> on and running out there and it's, <laughs> i'm like what is jesse doing come on it's a little bit too too much snow for all of the bikini stuff what you doing there content baby it's all
2: about the content <laughs> right And am cr- just crazy enough don't don't forget. I, there's a quick run back inside after said <laughs> snowfall and swimsuits. So don't worry, we're not that crazy.
1: Oh <laughs> man, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for being back on the show here. And I want to I want to start off tonight's conversation with just a very simple question. When you look at the Minnesota Wild, I, I feel like it's Jekyll and Hyde in terms of how they are in terms of from a personality perspective because they they win a couple of games against the Blues and the Lightning, then they lose three consecutive games. Now they've won three consecutive games. I don't know how to view this team. They just seem so darn inconsistent.
2: I think that's a very fair assessment, especially you look at last night's game and it's your third and your fourth line that are having the best nights and the first and second line are kind of almost invisible. Um, You know, it's kind of, I think they're trying to find a balance last year. They were this team that was so skilled and the puck just kind of went in the net as they willed it. And this year, this team has to really be that grindy gritty Minnesota wild team that we've known for many years. I mean, that's kind of their identity. That should be their identity, but I think sometimes they struggle with it. I think that's where you're seeing, you know, last night, for instance, a lack of shots on goal, um, which is a problem. You need to be shooting the puck and not worrying about being so cutesy, not worrying about getting the nice looking pass. I mean, there are some teams and some players that can have the flair and the highlight reels, and, and Minnesota just isn't that. That doesn't mean they can't be successful. They just have to refine their identity and try to play that consistently night in and night out. In your
1: opinion, from what we maybe thought we knew about him or what we thought he was going to bring to the table, uh, Philip Gustafson, is he is he better than you expected? Um, has he improved a ton? How do you view him as a goaltender?
2: So much better. I am the first to admit that I was, you know, coming in with the Philip Gut system thinking, okay, he's a backup. He is a bona fide backup goaltender who's gonna play only when needed, when Marc-Andre Fleury needs a rest, or God forbid Marc-Andre Fleury gets flirt, yada yada. I just didn't see him doing as well as he had and, and good for him. And again, I am the first to admit that I was wrong about that. Bill Guerin spoke with the media a few days ago at the halfway point of the season and said the same thing. It's been a pleasant surprise. It's not that even the organizational brass didn't believe in him. They just didn't expect him to play as well as he has. I mean, Dean Ebson has every right to kind of go back and forth between him and Marc-Andre Fleury. So it's a good thing to have. Um, I'm excited for him. He seized this opportunity to perform well. And uh, it's a good thing for Minnesota down the stretch when you're going to need two goalies to be playing at their best.
1: Talking to Jesse Pierce here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO from NHL.com as well as host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Uh, give her a follow on Twitter at Jesse underscore Pierce. All right. So we've acknowledged and we agree that the team is, um, they're very much Jekyll and Hyde. They're on a roller coaster. Look, they are on a road trip here, um, uh, facing Carolina tomorrow, then Florida on Saturday and then Tampa, uh, next week. So, uh, from a road trip perspective, what do you think would be a successful road trip um, for this team going on the road to, to take um, or play four consecutive games? And they've already got uh, the Washington Capitals with the W marked by their by their name already.
2: Yeah, I mean, certainly tough opponents. You got Washington. You got the win in Washington last night. That's a great start. Uh, Florida's a tough team. Carolina's a tough team. I would say if you can at least split on the road that's going to be positive. Lucky for Minnesota right now, you're looking at the central division and teams has kind of started to shake out to where they are. Colorado still remains in the struggle bus. Uh, You know, you really only have Dallas and Winnipeg to kind of keep an eye out for. Otherwise Minnesota's playoff picture looks pretty clear, pretty okay. So I think if you can minimally split this road trip, that's a success. However, I think Minnesota is going to do better than that. They have proven this year that they're a very good road team. I think they're six, one and two in their past road, games here so that's a fantastic record to have Um, and naturally scrape up as many points as they can because they're going to need them uh, as the season comes to a close in a few short months
1: all right you have talked to me about this young man before you kind of put him on my radar when I really didn't you know because I don't have the the hockey mind that you have but I want you to to (laughs) tell me how you feel about the wild locking up Matt Boldy with a seven-year 49 million dollar deal
2: Mm, buddy, I love it. That kid absolutely deserves it. And I can call him a kid because he's only 21 years old. I don't know what a 21 year old <laughs> could possibly do with $49 million. But um no, I think it's great for both sides, frankly, because Minnesota not only gets this young player who is only going to continue to trend upward, in my opinion, but they get him at a very reasonable cost when you look at what he could be projected down the road, you know, instead of doing a bridge deal for two years when you're going to look at the end of that, paying him $8, $9 million. Um, this saves Bill Garrett a couple bucks. Plus, for Matt Bowlby, he gets that security early on in his career, and that's got to feel really, really nice. I mean, again, he deserves every penny of it. I was able to chat with some of his line mates uh, after he signed that deal. And, you know, aside from ju- chirping him a little bit about buying dinner and buying them all these things, uh, they certainly couldn't agree more that he deserves every penny of it. Um and again I think Minnesota Wild fans are gonna love watching him for years to come in, in just his two year span here with the Wild, he's already done so much and, and he's not even close to his ceiling on his skill set. Hey,
1: so let me ask you this. Is it um is it solidified that this team revolves around Kirill and Matt? Are they kinda like the one two punch?
2: Um, yeah, you know what, I would say that's probably a fair assessment. I mean, Bill Guerin had said uh immediately after the signing that he pictured Matt Boldy, a cornerstone of this organization and that's incredibly high praise uh, certainly not only because you have him locked up long term like you do Kirill but just him and Kirill being two different kind of players they do want to see Matt Bowlby become a little bit more selfish shoot the puck a little bit more but he has this uncanny playmaking ability whereas Kirill can do both so I think they'll be able to really learn off of each other feed off of each other um, and really complement one another on separate lines so it's it's exciting um, again, there's that youthfulness that every team needs and craves this this time of uh, year, and I'm excited to see it continue.
1: All right, so I missed uh, we were doing the show last night and I missed out on watching the uh, the win over Washington last night. but I did see something on Twitter and I had some people I saw some people complaining about Matt Dumba. Um, wh- what kind of season has Matt Dumba had to this particular point?
2: Um, it's been a rough go for Matt Dumba. I mean, going into a contract year can never be easy, especially when your name is floated as often as Matt's is come trade time. I think this is the fifth straight year that people have suggested Matt Dumba be on the move from the Minnesota Wild. Um, No, he's, he's just struggled. And honestly, I go back to ever since he had that fight with Matt Kachuk a couple seasons ago and, and had to have surgery and missed all that time. He just hasn't ever really come back quite the same. He doesn't have the same slap shot that he did that was so coveted that you absolutely loved about him um but yeah i mean last night in particular some really really gnarly turnovers um and something that you're seeing more and more of from dumba now it's hard to say you know what the reasoning might be there i'm sure he's trying to put out of his head all of the chitter chatter around him but then realistically you also look down the line i don't know that the minnesota Wild would be able to afford keeping him around. After his contract expires this year, anyway, so whether he gets traded and whether that's affecting how he's playing, I'm not sure. But it'd be hard to imagine it not at least seeping in. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been a tough year for Dumba. You know, he's done so much in the community, uh, but unfortunately, just on the ice hasn't really translated into as po- as much positivity.
1: What got into Jared Spurgeon last night?
2: <laughs> I don't. know. You know, it's nice you need those reminders that Jared Spurgeon. Is a very good defenseman. He and Jonas Brodeen are such quiet defensemen, and they think sometimes you take them for granted and what they're able to do. So for those two guys to show up and, and do everything, and Jonas Brodeen going around the world cycling like he's Peril Kaprizov, off, give me more of that. I enjoyed it very much.
1: <laughs> We're talking to Jesse Pierce from the, uh, the Bar Down Views podcast as well as NHL.com here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give her a follow on Twitter at Jesse underscore. Pierce, final thing for you. Um, when we look at the uh, the Minnesota Wild, in your opinion, what is the thing that concerns you the most um, that they need to shore up?
2: Um, I think just offensively, they really need to shoot the puck more. I hate that saying. I hate sometimes when fans are yelling it because the players can't hear you; they're not listening to you, you know. But at the same time, there are so many instances where they aren't shooting enough. And, you know, the lanes are open and they're just, again, trying for that one extra pass or trying for that QC play. At the end of the day, it can be kind of a simple game. I can't play it, but it can be a simple game. You just need to shoot the puck and hopefully it goes in. So I would like to see more urgency from them in addition to just playing a complete 60 minutes. I think they've really struggled to do that this year and string together three periods. So if they can shore up those two things, they'll be in pretty good shape come playoff time.
1: Hey Jesse, always appreciate the uh, the appearance and the conversation. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you. Out. All right,
1: take care. That's Jesse Pierce from the Bar Downs Beauty Podcast, as well as NHL.com. All right, uh, we will take a break. Also a reminder, because uh, we have a little bit over an hour left of the show at some point here in one of these commercial breaks, because you gotta re- remember it's a Wolves Wednesday. You can win a family four packet tickets to see the Timberwolves take on the Sacramento Kings Monday, January the 30th. When you hear the Timberwolves howl, just be the fifth caller to 651-461-9226 and you can win. Uh, We got a scoreboard. That's next year on the Lake Show. All right. Thanks again to Jesse Pierce for being on the show. I do want to mention this real quickly. And... Because I think that this is actually a pretty good example of being tolerant of others. Because we were talking about earlier leading off the show with what happened with the Flyers last night and Ivan uh, Proveral and him skipping Pride Night warm-ups because of his religious beliefs. L- let, me, let me put it in his perspective before we get to the scoreboard. Okay? And follow me on this, Chris. And anybody out there that wants to react, they can on the... Um, Cities one plumbing talking text line 651-461-9226 because we did get a couple of um, texts earlier. But think of it like this. How many times do we see WNBA players that are heterosexual not participating in a pride night or something specific to the WNBA? How many times do we see that? We know that there is a percentage a large percentage of of WNBA players mm-hmm. right are lesbian yep do yep. do now, but not all so do we see that the ones that are straight or heterosexual do they do they complain
0: or no I don't think I've seen one instance. Of I'm, that. I'm dead serious. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying like, I don't think I've seen one time that that's so happened. it does. So it doesn't mean that
1: they are necessarily like like that's this their lifestyle. The last time I checked, Maya Moore had a had a child, mm-hmm. and she's a heterosexual. Okay, so I mean, seriously, we, we have to think about this. Think a little bit deeper with regards to all of that. So, so if, if you want to text, you can text, um, and maybe we can get back and take a phone call here in a second, but we got to do the scoreboard real quick. But if you want to call, uh, I'll gladly take your phone call at the end of this segment.
0: All right, let's let's uh, let's go let's ahead get and get into the scoreboard. Yeah, let's get into our scoreboard here. H. Lake, we do have the Timberwolves coming up in uh, about an hour and a half. As you mentioned, uh, they're going to be taking on the best team of the West, the Denver Nuggets, and uh, Nikola Jokic. They're going to be doing it without the big man Rudy Gobert, who's already been ruled out. Hamstring. What, Yep, thought it was the groin.
1: Well, it was. It was. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe. It is, yeah, it is, yeah, th- right, right, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I thought it was the groin. The groin. It is groin. You're right. You're he, right. He looked very uncomfortable the for a region. little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in that area. Uh, either way, big man, big soreness, going to be out tonight, Rudy. I, uh, you know, play it safe because you know those muscles, soft tissues, those can have a tendency to linger. So sit him out and uh, make sure that that isn't something that's going to be a bugaboo later on. But we do have some games going on right now. Four minutes left to go in the first half. From the Garden, the Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, 10 points for Washington. Wizards leading the Knicks 47-36. to 36. A nationally televised game right now at American Airlines Arena in Dallas. The Atlanta Hawks over the Mavericks 50-45. Trey Young with 8 points in that game to lead the Hawks. They lead by 5 and Luka, no surprise, he's got 19 in the first half, but 6.5 left to go.
1: And they're going to be forever linked because they were in the same draft and they were traded for, they were swapped for one another. Yep. Yeah. How'd that work out? Yeah. I, and Trey Young's phenomenal. He's all-star player and all that. Luka's different.
0: Luka's on a different level. Yeah, Luka's different. Luka's on a different level, yeah.
1: I, I think... You can make the argument that Luka's the best guard in the league
0: right now. I, th- I think you could, yeah, Absolutely. Hornets are up on the Rockets, 29-27. Two minutes left to go in the first quarter there. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 11 points for Buzz City. Cavaliers over the Grizzlies, 22-20. Cavs had an early lead in that game. Darius Garland, seven points for the Cavs. Ja was seven for the Grizz. The Heat right now rolling up on the Pelicans, 24-8. Three and a half left to go in the first quarter there. Uh, the Thunder laying it on the Pacers so far. Shai Gilligis, Alexander, seven points. He could be in for a monster night tonight against the Pacers. Uh, there's five minutes left to go in the first quarter. They're in a 15 point lead for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jazz are hosting the Clippers. Mentioned the Nuggets hosting the Wolves. And the Kings are at the LA Lakers.
1: And let me ask you this real quick. Do you like that when we're on national TV? Do you like the prime time? Do you like that? You like that? I uh, I don't know. I how, mean. How do you, how, how do you view, view it? Like, in terms of when it's both Bally Sports North yeah. and ESPN, where do you go? Because I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do a back and forth. Okay. Just to kind of get a – to hear a little bit of what the national broadcast is. Yeah. But, uh, look, I'm going to be loyal to, to Grady and – And Jim Peete. And Jim Pete. Yeah. sure.
0: I, 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 I do the Valley thing because I've gotten used to, you know, I think Michael Grady, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. He's, in, he's, integrating, he's awesome. Integrating himself into it and – you know what? After a couple games, I'm like, this just sounds right. It just feels right when he's – I don't know. It's like do hey, wh- the wh- them work together.
1: What's, what's your favorite call right now when, when, he, when he says something or does something? Uh, like, like when a player makes a shot right. or whatever. Cash. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. D-Lo from the corner. Cash. And cash. Cash. I love the cash. Yeah, see? That's my. I we're on the same <laughs> yeah. vibe. We're vibing right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> How did it take like three and a half years to finally vibe once during the show? I'll be yeah. damned! Another three and a May half. May never years. happen again. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stop right there. Okay, I'm good now. Uh, let's get to the NHL here. Uh, H did the uh, Minnesota Wild off tonight there, and I believe uh, Carolina tomorrow. Uh, Senators and the Penguins tied at three halfway through the second period. Islanders shutting out the Bruins one to nothing. First intermission. Avalanche. In Calgary, taking on the Flames, the Sharks are hosting the Stars. The Canucks are hosting the Lightning. I do have one women's basketball score to pass along. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Lindsay will and the, and the Lady Gophers are up on Penn State 54-53. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter there. Of course, the women's game now, different because they're four quarters. They're not the two halves. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like the the men's game, but... Yeah, right now the Gophers looking for their ninth win of the season, Penn State 11 and seven. Let's get to some men's top 25 here, Lake. Battle of Virginia, the 10th ranked Virginia Cavaliers up on Vatek, 52 to 49. 14th ranked TCU trailing West Virginia, 39 to 24. 15th ranked Yukon, the Huskies up on Seton Hall, 58 to 53. And second half, uh, 16th ranked Auburn. Up on LSU 3935. Later on tonight, the Xavier Musketeers ranked eighth in the nation. They're at DePaul. 20th ranked Marquette. They are uh, hosting 22nd ranked Providence. And my Missouri Tigers are hosting the 25th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks.
1: Y'all can get that done? M I Z Z O U. Y'all gonna get it done? Yeah. You think? Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. No, probably not. But I'm it is at Missoula Arena. So, it is at Mizzou Arena. You're yeah, right. used to be Page Arena, but, you know, after all that stuff went down, they just had to had to call it something else, and they just have called it Mizzou Arena just because it's original, you know? I hear you. All
1: right, that's going to wrap up the scoreboard. Uh, I know somebody wants to call in and weigh in on the, uh, the, the hockey topic. We can absolutely do that, 651-461-9226. Uh, but also coming up next, uh, the UFC they have other problems aside from Dana White. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, the number to weigh in, 651-461-9226. Also a reminder, it is a Wolves Wednesday. At some point in the next, uh, I don't know how long, soon though, I'll, I'll give you that hint, very soon, you will have an opportunity to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Timberwolves take on the Sacramento Kings Monday, January the 30th. When you hear the Timberwolves, howl be the fifth caller to 651 461 9226, and you can win. Dana White's been in the news here in the UFC, what, the last few weeks, ever since he uh, was guilty of domestic violence on his wife. Um, and And yes, she hit him too. He's Dana White from the UFC, okay? So. That's been a negative story involving the UFC. But the UFC has other problems aside from Dana White. And I think that this one is this is something a lot of people are going to be paying attention to here as we get more information. But there has been this probe into this MMA coach by the name of James Cross. Kraus. And it's regarding the trainer and coach and gambling, OK, because there's been like some there was some suspicious betting pattern that was viewed here with a fight. Well, now they're looking at uh, UFC flyweight Jeff Molina is suspected of uh, of having substantial involvement in a betting scheme currently being probed by multiple government entities. Nevada Deputy Attorney General Joel Becker said Tuesday at the Nevada State Athletic Commission meeting. The NSAC temporarily suspended Molina last month, and that was first first reported by ESPN, though the commission did not give a reason at the time. That suspension was extended on Tuesday pending the completion of investigations. Becker said evidence has come to light that Molina is suspected of being involved in a substantial way with the gaming scheme currently under ongoing investigation related to MMA coach James Krause. Now Krause, who is Molina's coach and fighter Derek Minner, have also been temporarily suspended by the NSAC. Now the UFC said in a statement that it will not schedule Molina for any fights, whether in Nevada or elsewhere, pending the outcome of the commission's investigation. And this is a quote uh, from their statement that they put out. UFC's athlete code of conduct strictly prohibits fighters and members of their teams from wagering on UFC events and UFC will take all necessary action to enforce that policy. UFC remains committed to cooperating with the appropriate authorities while this matter is being investigated. Okay, so minors. November 5th UFC fight in Las Vegas was flagged for suspicious betting activity. New Jersey and New York sportsbooks, as well as offshore bookmakers, reported unusual betting on Miner to lose in the first round and for the fight to last fewer than two and a half rounds. He lost by TKO just over a minute into the first round. That sounds like that was fixed to me. Okay. And so this is the issue now. I think the UFC has a problem. The UFC has a problem because what we're seeing is a fight was thrown. Okay. Now they haven't finished the investigation yet, but I think it's pretty clear that when all comes out with this, that we're probably looking at a fight being fixed. Okay. Not, not by the powers that be in UFC, but by a trainer and a fighter. Okay, and that is a a major problem. And the reason why it's a major problem is because we know this in sports. You can't have it. This negatively impacts the integrity of sports wagering. And we know that in 2023 sports wagering and sports betting is a big deal. We want to get sports wagering and sports betting in Minnesota, right? That's something that we want to be able to do. I mm-hmm. want to be able to go down the down the street or whatever, wherever I can go, whether it's Canterbury Park or Casino or whatever, I want to be able to place a bet on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and it, this is negatively impacting the integrity of that. People have already thought for a while, well, I'm not really so sure. We had the NBA with the uh Donaghy. Donaghy, yeah. Yep. So so this is a bad look for the UFC.
0: It, it is. And it's one thing to have Calvin Ridley bet on the Falcons when he's not even around the team. That's bad, too. And get suspended for a year. But here is somebody that had a direct opportunity to um, alter the outcome, if you will. And he, for all intents and purposes, took a dive. And when you start to have integrity that bleeds into your sport, especially with all of the, I'll even say billions of dollars that are wagered in sports and UFC. I mean, there's not one sport out there that people are not putting money on some way, shape or form. Like part of the UFC's allure is the opportunity to bet on it. That's yes. just, it's just what it is. And once you start to have this integrity issue, there are a lot of things, Henry, for me, that I think sports can come back from. Yep. But when the integrity of your product is questioned, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard to come back
1: from. And I'm a, I'll say this. I have been to three, uh, three or four, three UFC. Forget about, I'm talking about UFC cards. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two, two of them, two big ones in Vegas. Okay. And I've been to one that was here locally a few years back at Target Center. Okay, a fight night. Okay. When I've been in Vegas on a on 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 the the because we know that everything's different in Vegas, right? Like with boxing, like Vegas it, is a different beast. It's a different beast. Yeah. Whenever you have those cards, I would say I would venture to say, and I'm just randomly I'm just throwing out a, a percentage here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't quote me. But I would say that on half of the fights on a card, half of them the underdogs win. You got to find the right one. Yeah, I, I could see that. In the, the times that. That, the times that I've been out there, yeah, like when Masvidal had the had the one when he jumped up and he um and he landed that that one the the epic knockout. Yeah, like, that crazy
0: like, like Superman punch sort of thing. I I bet on him that that night.
2: Okay,
1: and I won. I cash. Big rain. Yeah, there you go. Right. So so but this is my point. Now I might view it differently. Like, how do I know that the underdog, or even the the person that I think is a sure thing, mm-hmm. is it going to lay down? Like,
0: this is bad, dude. And then, and then you start getting all of these sports books involved. I mean, there is a ripple effect with something like this, and this to me. It is one of the worst things that if you're Dana White and you're looking at the domestic violence issue that you had, well, guess what? This could ultimately, I feel, taint your sport more than that issue on New Year's Eve. To me, like this is one because if people start to doubt and that starts to get to the sports books, sports books, and, and you know, yeah, Vegas is like the combat capital of the world, especially with all of the money and the transactions. It's a bad deal for the UFC. Like, Dana White has got, you've got I, to figure this out. you got I, to clean this up.
1: This is what I think has to happen. I think that this, this, uh, the trainer or the the coach and the fighters involved should be banned for life B- because you have to, you have to have no, 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 t- zero tolerance. Yeah. Ban. Yeah. You can't have this because you if, can't have them
0: because how can you have any confidence? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they did it once. You give them a year suspension. This isn't like John. Yeah. You know, no, 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 I'm saying, yeah, you give him a year suspension, it isn't like a John Jones issue. Like, this is, this is different. This is completely different.
1: Yep. All right, we'll take a break. We got uh, headlines. That's next year on The Lake Show. All righty. Welcome back to The Lake Show. It's time for headlines. Don't forget, really soon, or at some point, this commercial break coming up, top of the hour, maybe after that. Win a family four pack of tickets to see the Timberwolves take on the Sacramento Kings. It's a Wolves Wednesday, everybody. Join mm-hmm. the good neighbor.
0: Sometime before we get into the pregame. Sometime before you hear the voice of Cal Stoderquist. Sooner than later. Sooner than later, yeah. you will have a chance. Just be listening for the Wolves owl. Not before then. Well, be listening. Just don't call about it. Hey, attorneys for ex-Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted of murdering George Floyd, will be in court on Wednesday, asking the Minnesota Court of Appeals to throw out. The 2021 convictions now Chauvin's attorneys believe legal and procedural errors along with the pre-trial publicity deprived him of a fair trial in Hennepin County. Judge Peter Cahill sentenced Chauvin to 22 and a half months in prison after jurors found him guilty of second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter Chauvin then later pleaded guilty to a federal civil rights charge and was sentenced to 21 years. He waived his right to a federal appeal and is serving the federal sentence concurrently with his state sentence in Arizona. Now, three other, uh, three other officers present during Floyd's murder have all been convicted and sentenced on both state and federal charges.
1: Yeah, we'll continue to see how all of this plays out. This is clearly one of the biggest stories that's ever occurred, um, not only just in our state, but in the country um, with regards to police brutality and police violence. So we'll, we'll, we'll monitor this. Yeah.
0: Last week, a new study found that – and I can't believe this is even a thing – Last week, a new study found that gas stoves can be a contributing factor in childhood asthma. That's not the issue. Findings set off a political firestorm after Richard Trumpka, a commissioner of the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission, suggested that the agency might move to regulate them. He said it's a hidden hazard. Any option is on the table. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. Now, that statement led to prominent Republicans taking to social media and falsely saying that the Biden administration was planning to ban gas stoves. In response, CPSC Chairman Alexander Hone-Essarek issued a statement that the agency is looking for ways to reduce related air quality hazards. I'm not looking to ban gas stoves. And they have no proceeding to do so.
1: Yeah, I never took it that way either. I never took it that they were looking to ban gas stoves. I, mean, I looked, it's I, ridiculous. I looked. I looked at it as they were trying to look at other alternative, you know, ways to like. I, we're all trying to improve.
0: Yeah, you're, you're always looking for ways to make things better, make things safer.
1: Do we think that at some point in the history of the world that gas stoves would not be a thing? Probably. I mean, you never know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there have been fires that have been caused by gas stoves. They're not coming to take your stoves, okay? You can make your hot dish. You can make your pizzas. Ain't nobody coming to take your guns. Ain't nobody coming to take your stoves. Damn, you're going to take my stove. I got a gas stove. I should probably be afraid of the media. Hey, Microsoft is cutting 10,000 workers, almost 5% of their workforce, joining other tech companies that have scaled back their pandemic-era expansions. Now, the company said in a filing today that the layoffs were in a response to, quote, macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities. Microsoft is cutting far fewer jobs than it had added during the COVID-19 pandemic as it responded to a boom for end on-demand in its workplace software and cloud computing services. With so many people working and uh, studying from home, their workforce expanded by about 36% in two fiscal years following the emergence of the pandemic. Growing from 163 thousand workers at the end of June of 2020 to 221
1: thousand in June of 2022. Yeah, we're we're not out of out of the woods yet with all of the layoffs. It's it's still happening. Um, I think that a lot of companies are still trying to readjust. So it's um,
0: so we'll see how things play Mm. out. And finally, I've never seen the show Veep, but I like Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's Elaine, super popular. Yeah, yeah. Well, she said that a major political shift would have to happen in order for her to go back to that show. Now, in an interview with Variety, the actress was asked about rebooting her hit HBO series Veep. She said that she's been pitched to doing it a few times, but she said there would have to be multiple years of normalcy in Washington before we could revisit something. That ain't never happening. Like that toothpaste is out of the tube. (laughs) We're never going back to that. And she's – I'm fairly (laughs) certain – like, I'm not smart about a lot of things, but I'm uh, fairly certain that that's not happening. And she's like, we'd have to deal with the insurrection, but the problem is we – you can't find a way when people were injured and lost their lives. She said, we can't make that funny. So I I would say that there's probably not going to be a reboot of Veep. All
1: right, coming up next, great job with headlines. If you want to be a premier – professional sports analysts you gotta have to be one of two things i'll explain what that is next year on the lake show
3: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too